0: All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast on the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. We are live today, so we've got Daniel, who's... It's not midnight for you. That must be a very new arrangement. It's
1: perfect time for me today. So, and did you just pop open a beer? Of course. Oh, yeah, a Danish beer actually. Oh, Carlsberg. Um, Carlsberg. Carlsberg. Yeah. Pish, um, Yeah, I once
0: went through a crate of Carlsberg on the South China Sea, and okay. everyone was throwing up except me and the Aussies at the back of the boat who were drinking the Carlsberg. All right, we got Ken and of Mark as well. We're going to be getting back into the death matches. It's been a while. Where are we at with that? We are currently in working our way through the songs in round two. There are 37 songs that have made it into round three already, and this, of course, will be just... Songs coming out of a hat. Who knows how they're going to match up. The last one, which we did on this, was in October, um, was some very weird matchups happened. So it was very fun from that perspective. I want to thank AB for joining us. Opal Archive, Bill Phelps, Gregory Pegg, uh, wolf of nature. Uh, Before we get into all of that, there are some kiss topics this week. Uh, Next week, I'm going to have volume three of on tour out. I'm just hoping that the last couple of box scores from this last run of date, I think there's three outstanding, everything else I've already got. They had a really strong run. Um, just got saskatoon and so i think there's one canadian one needed it yeah montreal yeah all right so that's where we're at with that i put up on the faq and on my facebook the cover and i said which one do you think should be the cover a which is of course this was a photo taken at the beginning of the end of the road in vancouver where i was that night versus b the very last show the final bow And this resoundingly won the votes everywhere, and it's the one that I preferred anyway. So that, um, again, should be out next week. Paperback only. The hard bounds have not done well, so uh, they're really not worth the effort. I may do one in early 2024. And this just concludes the state of KISS touring research to this point. It's going to continue. There's going to be a lot of new stuff found over the coming years. History is all in the past. Still stuff to be uncovered. What else do we have? We've got um, Kiss Online. What do you guys think? All those people who stood in line at the pop-up stores for all that exclusive merch, the vast majority of it. Including the golden tickets, which many many people are still upset that they didn't get, are available for order. So, um, the big ass banner, it's there. The pennant is not there, which is the, one of the items that I would love. Um, one thing I did this week, uh, talking about you know kind of all this exclusive merch and the reselling of it for outrageous sums on eBay, is I threw up the the final night litho. I managed to get one from a friend, but I thought they were absolutely disgusting looking. I didn't want that thing anywhere near my really? wall. So I threw it up there with a $9 starting bid and a buy it now, which oh. was less than all the others. And it sold like that. And I was able to buy the one thing that I didn't manage to get that night because I didn't know about it, which was Eric Singer's gold drumstick signed as well. Oh. So what I got for the gouge sale. Well, it was not a gouge sale because someone did buy it now, they didn't have to, they could have easily just bid it from the nine dollars. Um, all went into buying the drumsticks, so it was a nice fair trade for me. Um, Mm. so I'll be happy to to hopefully get those drumsticks today, uh, or in a couple of days, whenever it doesn't matter. I don't play drums, so I don't need them. But what do you, Ken, what do you think about the uh, the exclusive (coughs) merch now available from Kiss Online?
2: It it didn't surprise me (laughs) no, because the the way those things were snatched up so quickly, uh, I was thinking if they didn't produce that many, you know, KISS, um, they probably will put it out. So they, I don't know. You know, I'm surprised they didn't. A lot of that merchandise should have been released earlier in the year, I think. It's like, why did they wait to the last minute to make the really cool stuff? (laughs) Because a lot of a lot of stuff wasn't, you know, was so so that they were selling, you know, earlier in the tour or, or a year for that matter. Um, why didn't why did they wait so long for it? You know, so there was some really cool stuff. I actually picked up the scarf uh, online uh, when they put it out I thought that was kind of cool. So, but
1: yeah,
2: uh, it sucks, yeah, for the people that waited in line. Either to not even get anything when they waited in line forever, uh, but for the people that you know wanted something specifically and they couldn't get it, uh, it's, it sucks. Or they did get it. Or that I think the worst thing is someone who bought it for bought something for extra money and now it's available on Kiss Online for that sort of thing. So. Anyway, yeah, it kind of sucks, but it
0: doesn't surprise me. Yeah, the scarf was the only item that I was actually interested in other than the pennant, and I I just can't be bothered to buy it now. I do feel sorry for people who've uh, paid the markups in various auction sites uh, for that stuff, and they haven't reprinted the tour book, and there were people buying Uh, whole whole cases of those damn things. Um, That's crazy. You know, to to gouge or come on. It is free market. No one has to pay these things. Um, It would be nice in a perfect world that no one had to pay extra to get stuff. But that's just not the way the world works. Daniel, what do you think about the uh, exclusives becoming not so exclusive?
1: Well, I'm just fascinated that people care about merchandise from from the the last show because no one's going to care about this merchandise in the future. It's the classic 70s merchandise that's going to count. Uh, So people are getting ripped off left and right, and people don't have a clue, I think, because, you know, in hindsight, Kiss will be remembered for the 70s, and this was a cool ending, but merchandise from the last show of the last tour... I don't see the point but you know I have a hard time understanding some of the collectors but that's just me I don't know people can get whatever they want but but uh, I would put my money on something from the 70s and not this new new crap
0: I Agree 70s merch or death give me Yes yeah. <laughs> All right Mark
3: 're you're you're, the- you're you're not alone daniel you're not alone with thinking that
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah,
3: i I don't course. get it either i mean am i surprised no because kiss are just about cash as we all know. They don't yep. give a shit really about anything else. So as long as they can make extra money, they'll, they'll do whatever they can do. I'm just surprised that people haven't clued into that by this point. That's the thing that I find the biggest surprise is that Agreed. people are willing to spend $750 for a banner. Are you guys nuts or what? But I mean, serious, seriously, this, And like Daniel said, this stuff is not going to be of any real significance later. And I mean, look, people are make, when people talk about the merch, all they seem to talk about is the stuff from the 70s and even the 80s stuff. You know, there's a book about the '70s and '80s stuff. I doubt there's going to be a book about 2,000 Kiss merch. You know, come on. I don't think that's going to happen. So, you know, people, I, I love you guys. Uh, you're you are my brothers and sisters in Kiss. Okay, uh, I, I had the highest respect for you as lovers of the Kiss music, but really, man, just think for a minute. You know, why would you spend that much money? Why would you line up for these things when really, you know, at the end of the day, Kiss is going to do exactly what they just did. Let's post it on our online store now. You know, we'll, we'll do it at reasonable prices and people will be happy. Of course, forgetting about all the other people that, you know, (laughs) stood in line for five hours for it, Mm -hmm. you know, but don't be surprised people. Kiss has been doing this for most of their career. So if you, if you feel upset about it, just look in the mirror.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to spend all that time standing in line. I would love to say I'm some savant who knew that KISS was going to do this or have inside information. (laughs) I had no idea. I just, you know, I was walking there. I bumped into someone. I was going to line up. Um, I wasn't going to spend three hours in line. So I went later on mm-hmm. in the day figuring that maybe the line had gone down, but I bumped into someone who you know, said most of the stuff is done. What I do get in the mail today actually is um, the picks that we mentioned in the last show, you know, mm-hmm. so I ordered a set of the gold ones just because they're pretty and the mm-hmm. black one, I think the black ones or the white ones, whatever the ones that are riff riff back on the uh, the seventies mm-hmm. ones. So, nice. Yeah, a Mm -hmm. little bit of a little bit of merch is cool. Um, This is an interesting, CMAC. I hope I said your name correctly um you watched the last show via youtube amazing thank you very much uh what do you think about that animation for god gave rock and roll to you kiss 2.0 is that what do you think i don't think any of us have enough information yet to really judge it daniel and i were just kind of talking about that um before the show started um wait and see what happens and if it appeals to you or not there's very little information about how Um, the avatars are going to play out. I don't have enough information to know if it's going to resonate with me when something actually does exist. My whole reaction to it is how it went down at the end of the show, what would have been a special moment, the end of the end, and then instead you have that. So it's a buzzkill. What it may become, who knows? What it may allow, again, as Daniel rightfully said, you said, it may allow us to gather, right? Right.
1: Yeah. And I think the, the ABBA avatars has gone through the roof over here in Sweden and people who's, who's been attending the shows are, you know, mind blown. I think it's awesome. But on the other hand, the, 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 the amount of money that ABBA put into the avatars uh, dwarfs the, the amount KISS has has used, I think. So KISS needs to really spend a lot of money in order to make it real cool because ABBA spent... Like a fortune on the
0: ab- avatars, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it could be cool. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows? But not enough information yet to know. And we're all, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, let's... You're co- you're, let's find out together. We yeah. will.
3: <laughs> oh, don't forget. <laughs> that, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Mark. I was just gonna say that. that don't forget though, too. Ava, for example, are are very smart business people. Besides oh, yeah. the music part of it, they invested early on in a lot of things within the market, you know, so they got themselves qu- quite a good, uh, you know, portfolio of stuff yeah, that you can And they are musical geniuses as well. Yeah, you know. Ex- you know what I mean? So they, they, they have they have the funds to, to back such a huge endeavor, right? Let's hope that KISS can do it, and let's hope that they can find maybe some financial backers to maybe, maybe not do it as, maybe not be able to do as big a thing as Ava, but something, you know, at least decently equal. <clears throat>
0: ABBA was, was away for 40 years and weren't yeah. they offered like a billion dollars for a resort? Yeah, and they refused tour, it. And they yeah. refused it. So, yeah. you know, these are apples and oranges because <laughs> ABBA had a universal appeal.
3: Mm hmm. True. That's
0: true.
1: But, but, real quick, I just have to address, you know, it's kind of cool that we have guys from the Middle East uh, attending this live show. So, uh, Nice to see you, Siamak, or however you pronounce that name, from Iran. My only memory of Iran is I had a student from Iran, and I showed a, a movie about two uh, men adopting a child, and, and he was really confused, and I told him, what's the matter? Well, you know, in my country, uh, if two men were together, it would be, and they made this yeah. throat yeah. movement. So we're from different parts of the world, but we all come together when it comes to KISS. And music,
0: yeah. music brings us together. Yeah, all right. We're gonna get into the. De- I was just getting very excited because Celtic just lost, which is always a good day for a Rangers. Fan. Henrik
1: Larsson, the greatest Celtic player of all time. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> so we've got. We're just Soccer. down to black cup. Black. Uh, what happens in the death matches now is black goes into pink take from that what you will, the dirty-minded bastards.
1: But you Um, know, real fast, how many songs do we have left? I have no clue. I have
0: no idea. I have no clue. No one
1: knows.
0: (laughs) We have this many, Daniel. That's how many are left. That's That's not a whole lot. Hmm. 20 or so. I think There's there's a lot. Uh, There's only 37 that have made it into the third round so far. So, all right, let's see how this is going to go. Are these going to make Daniel happy or Mark sad? Uh Oh, we'll see. All American Man, hoorah! Ooh. Okay,
3: that's
1: a good one. Yeah.
0: Six foot, hot look.
3: All American Man Deal is
0: up da against da. Tough Love. Paul Stanley versus Paul Stanley. <laughs> mm. That's an easy one. All right, chuckles. Can
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All American Man for me. Tough Love uh, is kind of um, it's it's okay song. I just didn't like the, you know, the the if you call that a chorus, chorus? And you stop and say tough, you know, a pause, love,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all right,
2: but it's just kind of, it's not one of my, not one of the better songs, I guess, on Revenge. So, so the All American Man is just great from beginning to end. Hidden, hidden, gem.
0: Yeah, tough love has a, a very strong riff, but that's about all it's got. That's Daniel, yeah.
3: Daniel? well, as Daniel. Mark
1: Mark pointed out during the Kiss riff episode a, a few weeks back, um, he mentioned that Paul Stanley often writes songs where where you the the chords are able to breathe, sort of, during the ver- the verses. So you hit a chord and then. Paul Stanley fills it up with his great singing. Uh, tough Love, tough love, great riff, as you said. But most of the Paul Stanley songs that consist of a great riff uh, aren't that good. He has a problem, <laughs> you know, You know, singing over a riff, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. He's more comfortable with just a chord or, 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 or something like that. So uh, I love the riffing on Tough Love. One of my favorite riffs is, is that little, did- little... Did- 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 don't. No, I, I mean, it's such a cool, cool song, but 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 the singing really doesn't do it for me, so I have to go with the other one, "All American Man."
0: All right, Mark, <laughs> this is not going to be difficult for you, is it?
1: No,
3: I mean the, the the thing is, "All American Man," for example, has one of the greatest examples since we're talking about riffs. Daniel, as you were just yeah. talking about uh, the the sound of that guitar is a great example of a mid seventies Marshall guitar sound. You know that. Dan, 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 dan Like you can, I can totally envision the old Marshall. You know, jumper cabled and you know the two channels mixed together, and it just sounds fantastic. That kind of old Marshall sound. And you know, while while the other song, Tough Love, has a much more modern production and a, a more modernistic. Martial tone to it. I have to go with the with, with All American Man. I mean, it's it's just such a, such a great song. Uh, it's pretty simple, but that's what makes it strong, I think. And has some great Bob Kulick leads in it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that sound? Oh, that I can hear Lonnie screaming. All right, so All American Man beats
3: No. And
0: uh, where's that comment? Opal Archive. You win the internet today. There, I
1: e a i. I-, I.
0: AI American Man from now on. <laughs> very, very good. Alright, so All American Man is sinks the pink. Next up. Next up. Let me go rock and roll. Ooh. Going back mm. to the very earliest kiss.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Think of all these 50th anniversaries that are happening this month. From mm. 1973, that we've got the the mixing of the first album happening right about now. Yeah. Um, they're about to be making their professional debut on New Year's Eve. There really should be a live uh, broadcast on New Year's Eve to celebrate the official birthday of Kiss. For it's, it's a great
3: idea, birthday. Julian, but that's why it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. <Yeah>. Really? Mm. <laughs> All right. Going up against Strutter. Versus, Ooh. Let Me Go Rock and Roll. There's a, there's Two a cocky. very, very cocky, <clears throat> cocksure anthems from the <laughs> earliest. They've got swagger. They've both got attitude. Um, One yeah. becomes a bit more of a jam. So Mark, let's start with you on that. Let Me Go Rock and Roll versus Strutter.
3: Well, I mean, it's interesting because I, I I think now to my brother from another mother, Daniel, here, who always refers back to how poorly the recordings of these songs are in these early albums. And while, you know, we've always talked about, you know, Hotter Than Hell being a terrible-sounding record, Daniel's not a big fan of the first album as well, with the sound finding it very flat. Uh, both songs are classics in among catalog especially when it comes to live versions of these songs they're definitely high up there but we're not talking about live we're talking about studio stuff so based on that uh while i think that let me go rock and roll is one of those great live songs that they've done in the early 70s i think overall as a song i think strutter has much more to offer lyrically you know musically because I mean, if you think about, it, let me go rock and roll. It's just a pretty basic twelve-bar sort of song, you know, with just a couple little added little riffs in there. There's nothing to it. I mean, I'm sure me and Daniel on our riffs thing could actually probably play the whole song in its entirety. When each one me playing the lead, Daniel doing the rhythm, we could probably play the whole song. It's so simple, right? So, but I, I definitely think that Strutter is a little bit more has more meat to it, and I think it's just overall a, a better song. I think so. I'm going to go with Strutter. Okay, Ken
2: yeah since we're not talking live i guess um i have to go with strutter i mean the great first first album first song lead off song great you know stonesy type you know written song um i always like it when i hear it um but i mean let me go rock and roll so i i really like that one too but uh the studio version is is kind of short and you know to the point and not I, I think it needed more time on on uh, like the live version basically so I, I have to go with
3: chorus.
1: I think it's kind of interesting uh, Mark keep and me keep referring to to the riff show and um, I think both these songs has they have cool riffs in them. Um, but when you look at the studio version of Let Me N- Go Rock and Roll, it's really subpar. Is it really a song? How long is it? Like two minutes? <laughs> two minutes? I mean, it's... Two, minutes, two minutes, minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, sure. it's 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 an idea of a song. It wasn't really, you know, perfected, but it was a good idea. And live they did that, you know, whole rocking thing. Don't da 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 uh, but on the studio version, it doesn't exist, and you know the studio version of "Let Me Go" is pretty subpar for me. I voted against it in previous rounds, but you guys put it, put it through, and hopefully now it dies. So I go, wow. I go for Strutter.
0: <laughs> okay, so "Let Me Go" rock and roll is like part of a trilogy: "Life in the Woods," Acrobat. They were all early songs that had jammy sections that allowed them to stretch out their concert sets by having these mm-hmm. extended, uh, extended jams. But Let Me Go Rock and Roll, or Baby Let Me Go, as it was originally, was just the one that survived longest um, out of those three. So I want to do a quick sidebar. What's your favorite version of Strutter? Is it the demo, the 73 first album, or the Alive, or Strutter 78? Which of those four is your favorite version of Strutter? Ken,
2: I'm going to say uh, the demo version of Strutter is going to be my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you're a smart man.
3: I knew it, Mark. <laughs> uh, I got to go with with the alive version. I always thought that that had a lot of meat mm-hmm. and balls to it. Uh, the, the only thing I don't like about the demo version is that there's some extra like lead stuff in there. That while it's, it's different and interesting, but it it just it always kind of jolts me like I'm not used to it, you know?
0: Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm i 73 demo, but I cannot hear that intro drum. It's mm. got a drum riff in it. I, come on. Yeah. That's a drum riff that starts off. Yeah. People I can don't. identify it right away. Yeah. I just <laughs> love that part because then you know what's coming and you know, you're going to be kind of having that 73 New York city vibe going in your walk. Um, and again, a cutting room with Peter Chris when he did it with horns. Holy shit! Different, different beast. Daniel, mm. which one of the th- four?
1: Well, you guys missed the best one. It's the audio. You know, uh, uh, you know, the audio could fe- that was featured in that live segment from Tokyo '95. You could donate some money and you can oh, listen yeah. to, mm. yeah, to the a fo- fo- yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, I think they played it in Tokyo in January 95. That's my favorite version, actually. Uh, I, knew, I know they sold like a tape of it. They do. Uh, I've got the tape. Promo.
0: I'm not going to go get, get it. But uh, there was a promotion. Yeah. That That's actually that. my
1: favorite version, you know, uh, a little bit heavy on the heavier side and great singing from Paul. And, you know, Eric Singer brings us on the drums.
0: Well, I was keeping it to the originals, but there you go, Daniel's spoken. All right, let's get back into the death matches. Mm-hmm. Next lineup is Ladies' Room. Ken's like, yes, it's going to win. All right, mm. what's, it gonna, what's it going up Oh, mm. oh, Gene's got to go up against God oh. Thunder. <laughs> Just, these don't get any easier now, and this is just wow. a this or that. It's uh, Ladies <clears throat> versus God of Thunder. Let's start with Daniel.
1: God of Thunder is such a classic, and I think it was one of the better songs performed live on, on this last show. Uh, I really love the performance during the last show, and when I saw them live earlier this summer, I was blown away by the performance of. God of Thunder, and I've always liked it. I I liked it with the non-makeup era, you know, in 94 when they played it in South America. The other song uh, never really was a favorite of mine, at least. So God of Thunder is probably top 10 for me. So I hope God of Thunder makes it through a few more rounds. So God of Thunder.
0: All right, Mark, you've been summoned. (laughs) God of Thunder versus Lady The Destroyer version. Well,
3: (laughs) I I think my friend there is C-Mac. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. C-Mac? C-Mac? This is for you, buddy. Okay? Because you know what's coming. Because as I said before, there's live versions and there's studio versions. And I've always said this before. A lot of the songs that Kiss do live sound substantially better than the studio versions. If there's a great example of this, it's got to be God of Thunder. Live, it's always been such a classic moment. The blood, you know. Later on, he would go up into the rafters and sing it, and it was such an ominous part of the show. On the album, it's the most annoying piece of crap that I've ever heard ever. Why would you have all these kids and <laughs> I'm talking on CBs back and forth and it's just so cruddy. Scary. It's, it's That is not scary. Little children are not scary. Okay. Oh, yes, they are. And, and and it sounds very very. <laughs>
0: A classroom of them is.
3: It just, yeah, it's, yeah, I can imagine, Danny. You must not like a whole classroom of them screaming, right? But not, not in my classroom. But, (laughs) but, but but, uh, honestly, I'm a big fan of Rock and Roll Over. As everybody knows, it's my favorite album of all time, and anything from that album, in my opinion, will have an instant leg up. And I mean, especially if you're going to compete with something from Destroyer, that's no contest. Ladies room is a definitely much better song, in my opinion, than the studio version, studio version of God of Thunder. Crap. I'm going for ladies room.
0: All right, well, we've actually got one which isn't unanimous now, which makes life more interesting. And since my vote doesn't count today, I just want to say that these are two songs that the live versions are way better than the studio versions for each of them. The Alive 2 version of Ladies Room and Mm -hmm. the, um, well, the Alive 2 version of God of Thunder. They're Mm -hmm. both, for my taste, superior than the studio recordings. Daniel, break the tie, break some hearts.
1: Didn't I just say that God of Thunder was the best song? Yeah,
0: I didn't vote yet. It
3: was Ken. Oh, sh- <laughs> I'm do, to get I the get the
0: do I get two? do I get two votes? No,
3: you don't get
2: two votes.
0: <laughs> All right, then we gotta go to Ken. I can't to say gene. tie
2: either, right? Yeah. yeah you know. uh, I. It, this is very tough because I you know, I love my gene songs and gene and tunes and God of Thunder. But the studio version, yeah, I didn't like the studio version uh so much of It's always the live two version for me because I thought the studio version dragged, even though it's a great song, I kind of agree with Mark that it, it kind of, some of that stuff, drug it down and and the extra little things they put in there. Um, But uh, so I'm going to go with ladies room. Wow. And you know, the ladies room uh, rock and roll over version, I like it better than the live version. You know, that's one of those ones. Yeah. I'd rather have the uh, studio version of ladies room over the live version.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
0: I think we need a press release. The KISS FAQ hates God of Thunder. Um, very,
3: very raw. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Daniel's Lady. Daniel's going to be just absolutely heartbroken. What? Do it. He's going to be absolutely heartbroken because God of Thunder is out. Ken!
0: How could you?
2: <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: we're, we're basing it on studio version.
1: I think I got a small heart attack.
0: All right, Ooh. so... This That's next only round reason. is going to be much <laughs> oh, easier. Kissing, kissing t- kiss time, or Uh-oh. as the Swedes would say, pissing time. Um, Paul said that. <laughs> oh, up against Ace. Talk to me. Hmm. All right. Talk to me versus kissing time. We're starting with Ken on that one.
2: Yeah, kissing time. It's a good. It's a. It's a nice cover. They made it kiss style, but I had to. I don't know. That's a tough one. Now I'm thinking. You to really,
0: you it. really gonna have to think about that. Yeah,
2: because it's not so bad. Yeah,
3: be honest, I mean, Ken.
2: I know. I'm being honest. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with "Kiss and Time," actually. Over "Talk to Me," I think "Talk to Me" is not a great one of Ace's better songs. His whole soul album's better than that. You know, uh, every song from that. So. I think it's not one of Ace's better songs. Talk to me. It's I like it. I don't hate it, but I kind of like "Kissing Time" cause it sounds so kiss. I mean, they made it their own song. It really did, and I like where they all get vocals on that song too, um, which is kind of unique. Other than that, you know, that later on when they tried it on "Psycho Circus," and that didn't work too well. But uh, yeah, I'll go with "Kissing Time."
0: That's a really weird sound that recording. It's almost, you know, since it's a separate session to Hotter Than Hell, it has a, re- it's closer in Sonics to Hotter Than Hell than it is to the first. one. Kind of in one. between, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was clear that those two were losing the plot in terms of Kiss's sound. All right, Mark, Kiss in Time, talk to me.
3: Yeah, it's interesting because it does have a weird sound at uh, uh, Kiss and Time. That- at the beginning, it almost sounds like some nasally bass there, but it's 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 interesting. I I think what what kissing time has for it is definitely the vocals. I mean, the the singing in that is really well done. It has some great Gene singing, some great Peter Chris in there too, for sure. But I, I have to be honest. Okay, my leaf for today is I'm going to be totally honest here. Is that I think that Talk To Me is going to be the winner for me because I think Ace was really on a roll at this time. And he he was feeling strong about his songwriting and Talk To Me, while it's not, you know, it's not Rip It Out or any of his gold standard stuff. uh, But I definitely think it's a, it's a well-written song. It's catchy. And I mean, look at the, when they played on the Farewell Tour, uh, 2001, I, I thought it was really good how they played it with when Eric was in the band with them at the time, and just, just a great, that great song it, yeah, well, okay, I'm saying that I liked it when they did yeah. that there, but even yeah. on the studio album, I think that the studio album version of that is, is fantastic as well I, I think that yeah. uh, they, they did a great job singing and great job playing guitar on that stuff, I, I, really, I really do love that time period, I've always been a big supporter of Unmasked, as you know
0: yeah yeah, you have. So you're ready for Talk To Me. Yeah,
3: yes, talk he did. to me, yeah. Okay,
0: I'm just I'm just making sure because I'm <laughs> yeah. completely losing the plot today. So just like every other show, really. <laughs> Daniel. All right.
1: Well, I think I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. Two turds, mm-hmm. which one to choose from? <laughs> me. Two turds which one to choose from? That's also a, a, a song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh two sides of the coin. Yeah, so um well, you know. I would rather have 10,000 volts on Unmasked wow. than, uh, than Talk To Me. I think Talk To Me is quite a boring song. <laughs> Ace was never the lyricist, you know, but boring. this time he really hit it out of the park at being a bad lyricist. Oh, Mark, sorry, that, that wasn't me, you guys out there. <laughs> it we got that one. Barfer. Let's yeah. On the other hand, Kissing Time is a cover, but I do think Kissing Time is a a more listenable song, one that I might go back and listen to a few times. The other one I really don't care about. I think it's a half-fast A song, uh, you know, one of his worst ones. So I have to go with Kissing Time, but I hope Kissing Time is going out the next round.
0: God, I hope people forgive us for this one. God, <laughs>
2: it, I'm not going to forgive you for putting the banner over our uh, marks in my name. I can't
0: believe you. Well, I, have, <laughs> I have no power.
3: <laughs> see that, Mark? See what he did? I know. I can. Remember. I know.
0: <laughs> Fine. Then none of us can have oh! Because Ken <laughs> isn't happy.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, All right.
0: So, so Talk To Me is out. All right. Let's wow. See
3: in time moves on. I think he's just yep. bitter about the whole God of Thunder.
1: All right, Th- all this right. is a good one. Let's see, turn, turn to, to me, <laughs> turn to me. me.
0: One of Julian's favorite songs, Shandy.
1: Mm. uh <clears throat> oh boy,
0: versus please,
2: Lord probably easy one,
0: all for the glory. Oh,
1: well. <laughs> Oh. One of the, the better
3: songs off of the later albums.
0: Mark, All for the Glory versus Shandy. Wow.
3: Um, you, you know what? I, I think that this, this to me is going to be kind of simple. Because since since I've always said I've been, I've been a big fan of Unmasked, but the thing is here, if there's one thing about Unmasked that I don't like, and I'll be honest here, in that when I've had it on CD, I've skipped it, and I've had it on vinyl... I've bounced it over on Shandy. I've never liked Shandy. And I just even that intro drum part, do 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 that it's so very disco-ish that intro drum riff. And the fact that Anton left his snares on when he did that tom roll is very amateur, Anton. Why wouldn't you have just turned your snares Jeez. off on the drum there <laughs> when he did that? God, you know, you can hear the snares rattling on the tom roll. Come on, Anton, that's that's amateur night. Um, but isn't, isn't, I, I, that, I think, isn't that
0: Vinny's fault for as producer?
3: Well, yeah, he could be partially to blame as well. Very, very Perfect. well pointed out there, Julian. I, I I commend you for that well put out fact there. Um, but I do love Eric Singer. And I've been a big fan of his songs that he's been on the records that he's done, both on uh, Sonic Boom and Monster. So All for the Glory, I think, is going to go have my vote because I, I think that when he has a chance to sing on a record, I think he gives it his all. He does a great job, in my opinion. And I, I, I love I love his singing. I love his voice. So I'd rather hear that than Shandy any time of the week.
0: Yes. I like you, Mark. Thank Um, you. I
1: like you, too. Daniel. I think it was a cool thing KISS did on the later albums that they tried to include all members singing again, like they did back in the day. You know, Eric Carr had a lot of opportunities, had a lot of songs that were pretty good, but he never really got the chance. Uh, He he sang that, you know, song on Hot in the Shade, one of the worst songs ever, KISS, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I had a lot of great songs, but he never got the opportunity. So I always thought it was kind of cool of Gene and Paul to to let Eric and Tommy have their own songs, and I really like both of the Eric Singer songs, this one and the other one from from Sonic mm-hmm. Boom. So so this one is probably one of my one my second favorite of of that album. So I vote for the Eric Singer song all the way.
0: Very nice. Yes. Um, before I get to Ken, Bill asked, how did Shandy get through? It beat Wall of Sound. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I do keep track of this stuff. So, Ken, uh, your vote doesn't count. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't count. Uh, I, it's a toss-up for me, but I'll go with the all, all for the Love of Rock and Roll. I mean, that's more kiss then shandy shandy's kind of a, like a solo paul song
3: you mean all for the glory you mean
2: all for the glory of rock, rock sorry yes
3: do we have
0: any australians watching at the moment while we do this um are you guys sick of shandy yet because it's been you're the guys who've had to suffer it every single tour mm, yeah That's you your- liked it the best yeah,
3: but then they also voted as like a top 10 song in there that side no, of the woods. I like it down there. Oh, that, wasn't, it,
0: wasn't it number one in Norway or is it, whatever? Mm. Or was that I was made for loving you? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. All for the glory. I'm glad I must say I'm very pleased because I don't yes. like Shandy, never had, but it's also good to see Eric saying, uh-huh.
3: Oh, excuse me, <laughs> God.
0: All right, Mark.
3: Hey, sorry, I, I've had there a, tough is a
2: mute
0: button.
3: The voice of reason and but, the but bar- that, that came yeah. out of nowhere. I was not prepared for that one.
0: <laughs> All right, Exciter, oh. Vinnie Vincent, oh. lead mm. off track from "Lick It that Up," is, one of my it. favorite songs. Yeah, mm. love it. Is going up against God, <laughs> time traveler,
3: <laughs> time traveler? What a time traveler you can get! How did that in here? get on there?
0: It. Boxer. I oh, remember it's from the box set. So, what did it? be? Wow. Okay. I
2: don't
1: even know how I yeah. got this far.
3: Yeah, um, I know I did vote for it. Daniel, starting
0: with you on that.
1: I actually like both songs. Um, I just have to to mention that uh, one of my pals, he, he plays drums in a band called Crazy Licks, uh, mm. made a cover of one of the Paul Stanley demos from '87, "Sword and Stone." I don't know if you guys have heard that one by Crazy Lakes. Uh, go uh, go out there and go and check it out. It sounds pretty cool. So I liked a lot of the songs that Paul Stanley did on that demo tape. Uh, "Sword and Stone" was my favorite. "Time Travel," uh, pretty good as well. Best uh, man for you. Best from ah uh, not that much, but 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 those two really stood out to me, uh, and "Time Travel." I sure as hell would have taken it over bang bang you or something like that. I think Ron Nevison dropped the ball somewhat when, when he picked the songs for Crazy Nights. It could have mm. been even better. Um, so Time Traveler to me is a good song. And the other one was
0: Exciter. Exciter. Exciter.
1: Well, against Exciter, it doesn't really stand a chance. <laughs> if you go if you go and listen to the Kiss Riff episode, you can hear the Mark's take on Exciter, the intro is such a cool thing I with, love that with the Flanger thing going on there and Paul Stanley singing on, on the chorus during the verses and it's such an apt tempo. And the first song of a, a Kiss album is always a great song. And this is one of them. So Exciter for me.
0: Yeah, I could just listen to the instrumental of Exciter over and yeah? over and over. I the It Up demos
1: are pretty cool. Yeah. Mark.
3: Well, just like Daniel said, we had that fantastic riff episode that we did, and I chose Exciter as one of my songs for that. And I have to say, it it is definitely a very strong song. I mean, I, I loved playing that that little flanger part at the beginning when he does that harmonic run down the string there. It's just really cool idea that he did on that. And I've I've always thought that it was one of their stronger opening tracks. I mean, Lick It Up is a is a good record. Uh, and it starts off with a with a bang with Exciter, uh, so to, to me there really is no competition. I mean, I, I was I am a fan of Time Traveler. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that it is one of the more interesting, unreleased songs that they like, or a song that they never put on an album proper, uh, and you know, the, the, it's so keyboard heavy and the, the drum machine is very interesting, the sort of pattern that he used for that whole song for it. But, you know, again, just like Daniel said, you, you can't compare Time Traveler demo to a classic like Exciter. So Exciter it is.
2: Ken? Yeah, the, the rumor is uh, Kiss is going to use Time Traveler for the, the first single for their uh, their AI thing no uh, <laughs> What? no no i'm joking um <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah um exciter all the way just you know i just remember you know putting lick it up i think it was, i had the cassette first actually uh a few days before the le- release and uh the guy gave me and uh I heard that. I was like, wow, what the heck? This is so good. <laughs> like, I can't believe this. You know, after, even after Creatures, I'm like, holy, they're like, Kisses on Fire on this song. So, yeah, excited for me. Time Traveler is just blah for me.
0: Yeah, it's, I was so disappointed when they put that on the box set versus Sword and Stone or, or yeah. a good song. It, it's always, it's just been, it's like Best Man for You. It's like, um, Body and soul—it's just, yeah, blah. It's one of Mark's yeah. belches to me. There we go, <laughs> blah.
3: Hey. hey,
0: hey, hey. Yeah, that's a good illustration of, of what I think about it. True, uh, hey. and it's a fresh visual. <laughs> All right. Do you
1: use that a phrase, Mark? Like Canadians a.
3: do? Do a. you use that one? Do you? Use yeah, that I've one?
1: used it. I've used it yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. A. <laughs> it's not a myth. Oh, that, that, that's not
3: a, the, the fog. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: <don't> right. <laughs> next up all right good exciter is and Opal archive of course it was uh, the first song of kiss out of makeup all right hmm. war machine oh Lord can, come on uh, now
1: guys can Classic. we please
0: try not can we please try not to screw this one up hmm. um, yes okay. uh, unholy.
3: Oh no! Oh. <laughs> oh! Here we go.
0: Ken, oh, no. why did you have to say that? Can't screw this up. No, Unho- unholy versus War Machine. Ah,
1: jinxed it.
0: Uh, oh lord. All right. I don't know. Ken gets to go first on that. <laughs> That's
3: fine. Gene uh, versus Gene.
1: I'd do his
2: best. I'd rather hear, even though I've heard it so much. Live and otherwise, and I would rather hear War Machine over Unholy, even though I think Unholy is a great song, a great comeback for Kiss and for Gene at that time period. Uh, it's 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 it just doesn't stick with me like War Machine does. Um, so I, I gotta go with War Machine. I just always loved War Machine from the very first time I heard that one. Uh, on creatures. So and Unholy, yeah, it was great. It was a great comeback. Great song. But it just it's just not as good as War Machine for me. It's just that riff in War Machine is just perfect. Just the whole the whole feel of it. War Machine. Daniel.
1: This was really hard. I think War Machine is probably one of my absolute gene favorites from the eighties. And Unholy is, is his best song from the 90s by far. Both are great. Both studio versions are awesome. Um, uh, it's almost like it's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I can only do ties. You cannot. Uh, oh, it's so hard. But
0: This is one of the best matchups to have because it really is two heavyweights mm-hmm. that belong going head to head. I mean, that is just not going to happen very much in a completely random... Uh, it it would have
1: been easy if it would have been the live versions, because War Machine translates so much better live than unholy. Yeah. Yeah. But the studio versions are, to me, 10 out of 10, both of them. But just to make it interesting, I'll go okay. unholy.
0: So in other words, you're passing the buck to Mark to make the decision. Yes. <laughs> okay.
3: Mark... Julian, I'm going to say that the quote that you said earlier is exactly right for this. This is a heavyweight championship. This is like Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior back in the day. No, no, Ali it, versus Fraser. That forget crappy those guys. wrestling yeah, thing forget is so Forget that Fake shit. It's, it's also Damn, like Daniel Kenny no Omega versus Okuchka Ko- Okada in the New Japan Pro Wrestling oh, days. Lord. Oh, okay, no. this is a heavyweight match. Thousands of people on the edge of their seat watching. Now, both songs have fantastic riffs. Both songs uh, have stellar production. I mean, this is really a d- difficult thing because I've always said that Creatures of Night are one of my favorite sounding records. But you would think that because Bob Ezrin's fingerprints are on Revenge that I would say something bad against this. But I have to say, Unholy is such a great song. And this time Bob got it right. For, on a song the production of this is great the, the lead guitar playing on this is fantastic the, the singing i think is jeans at his best for both of them but i have to say when i heard both songs and i think back to my earliest listens of them when i heard war machine i loved it from first listen i thought it was fantastic but when i heard unholy the very first time it completely shocked me that it was kiss so I have to go with Unholy. Unholy is the more standout song, in my opinion. It has everything that I want as a guitar player. It has Bruce Kulick at his strongest as a lead player as well. And I mean, I know it's not relevant to this, but that video is just yeah. amazing for this song. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. everything was right with this song.
1: Yeah, it's hard. What an episode. An, uh, War Machine and God of Thunder get axed in the same episode. Oh, my Lord.
0: I mean, who 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 would who would think that? Especially, that's got to be one of the worst matchups. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a like, pretty, that's like so choosing well. which one of your children to throw into the volcano. I mean, <laughs> all right, I'm. I would have gone War Machine, but just because it's I it's a close call. Daniel
2: would have went War Machine.
0: Yeah, it's like which which one of these songs are they performing live on the end of the road tour to me? Yeah, but it's the studio
1: version. Yeah, we're not talking
3: about
0: version. Well, I know that, but as they're picking it as a song, as a classic,
2: they
1: can't perform on. Great classic, Kiss song. They can't perform on. Never, never could. But then again,
0: War Machine is externally sourced as well. So
1: War Machine is great Mm. as well. Yeah.
0: All right, tears are falling.
1: Oh, Mm, mm, mm. come on! Not heavens on fire or something.
0: Uh. Oh fuck off! Who wants to be lonely versus oh, Tears are falling? Oh, oh no! This no. this is this is like a rabbit mom eating her oh, babies no. too. All right, who gets to go first on this, Daniel? It's got to be you.
1: This is so hard. I love both songs. Uh, it's so hard. Tears are falling, of course, is more of a classic. Um, who wants to be Lon- lonely is a hidden gem. Both have great guitar licks, great singing, and great uh, this is too hard
3: i know this is imp- this is this is crazy but i have nah, to think which one would i you're I mean, not tears of silent, falling man.
1: you've heard that a lot you might be a it's bit true. tired of it but I-, I can't go against tears of falling and once again i'm a bit influenced by the video when i saw it the first time even though i know we talk about the studio versions but when I saw that video and heard the song the first time, I remember it vividly. Back in '85, uh, I was—that was one of the reasons why I became a Kiss fan. So I have to vote for Tears Are Falling, even though both these songs are really standouts. So Tears yeah. Are Falling for me.
0: Tears, there's tears for me right now, man. Tears, mm. weeping silently here. Either uh, way, Ken.
2: Well, it's it's pretty easy, like I said, for me. Um, tears are falling, for me. First song I heard, I never heard it on the radio actually before I got the album. I could, I didn't even know it was Kiss when it, at the beginning, but uh, I said, "That sounds like Kiss." Is that Kiss? And then yeah, it was Kiss. Um, who wants to be lonely is okay. It it to me, nowadays it sounds you know very dated to me, more so you know. Than some of their stuff, uh, even Tears Are Falling, it sounds more, doesn't sound dated to me. So, Tears Are Falling, just a great, song. great <clears throat> song. Yeah, it doesn't go crazy or rock out or anything like that, but it's a great tune, written tune.
0: Yeah. Such a shame that it didn't do better as a single and that Who Wants to Be Lonely was True. never released as one either other
3: than in Japan. All right, Mark. Well, I mean, the, you know for me it, it is extremely difficult because asylum is my favorite non makeup album and i love both songs like just they're they're both to me stellar i mean the, what the the songwriting on both of them are are totally top tier but i have to agree though that i think that tears are falling is one of those songs where when you, if you, if you were new to Kiss, if you saw them for the first time, and that was your introduction to it, I think that you would get pulled in by that video, by everything that the, the playing of it. Oh, what's the hand for?
0: Yeah, it happened to me. Oh, exactly okay. that
3: me as well. Yeah, and and uh, the, I, I think also the thing that ha- Tears has the advantage of it. I think it has the better guitar solo, in my opinion. I think the fact that yeah. and I think Bruce Kulick brought this up as well yeah. that the fact that they gave him almost a minute. Of time to do a guitar solo mm. showed how much they uh, liked his guitar playing, and you know again we'll refer back to the riff episode. I did play this one as well on there, and I've always thought that it was a great riff. I mean, and I went back again to my example of Paul having a better time singing over a chording than riffing, right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Hold up, Julian okay. is typing.
3: Sorry.
2: <laughs> <Darn>. oh. oh. <laughs> one <of> those again. <laughs>
0: It, it'll okay. be a, a recap video for 600 episodes.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so tears are falling, huh? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to go into a 10 minute monologue about how it made me a fan. Everyone knows this is the song that made me a fan. But God mm-hmm. damn it, that's right a great song. Great right song. That's a really brutal matchup.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh. Two brutal matchups Can we have some easy ones for the final? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Two more we'll do today. Alright, so these two. It's gonna be...
1: The shadow is... Jesus snoring, Christ! <laughs> <laughs> God what?
0: gave rock and roll to you, too. Okay. So another oh, revenge song.
2: Uh, an Avatars,
3: now.
0: An Avatar song. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Could be a video.
0: Versus Love Her All I Can. One Mm -hmm. of my favorite favorite Kiss riffs to play.
3: Yeah,
0: we were when we were jamming in New York City after the second show. That was one I was trying to get through, but Mm -hmm. there we go. God gave rock and roll to you two versus love her all I can. Let's start with Ken.
2: Did you say love her all I can or can?
0: (laughs) Hey, however, 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 whatever works for you, Ken. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. Mm-hmm. Uh Lover All I Can uh wins for me. Uh, great written, catchy song. You know, decent, you know, clear production there, of course, from "Just to Kill. Um so you know, the other one what was the other one? say, I already forgot. God, yeah. God gave got, right God,
3: gave, yeah, God
2: Gave, you know, which is an origin song they retooled and, and stuff. Which I I like it. I do like that song, uh, but it's it's it doesn't feel total to kiss, you know.
0: I've got life. a bunch of sarcastic fans in the chat today. Yeah, the Avatar, avatar song, for <laughs> but, awesome yeah.
1: Guys.
2: Love, Where all I can is great, written, uh, well played, just classic kiss. I mean, how are you going to beat that? You can't. Mark.
3: Mark. Oh, sorry. Uh, I asleep. didn't hear you over, I didn't back hear you the over. Lights, back Don't don't back fall lights. asleep like No, no, did I didn't hear episode. you over I didn't hear you over Shadow here, you know, making a lot of noise. Shadow, yeah, keep it
2: down. <laughs> um
3: yeah, so drastic Drustic Hill Shadow Shush. Drustic Hill <laughs> is one of those records I've always adored. Uh from the first three records that they put out, I've always thought that that was the one that they did their best job on. Uh, they were under heavy pressure. And I think, though, that Bogart really got a great sound on that record compared to the other ones. Um, that song is so upbeat, catchy. You know, you can't help but have your foot stomp whenever you hear it. Uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You is a song that I have I liked. Uh, it was the tester for Mr. Ezrin to come back into the band. Uh, he seemed to do a decent enough job to get them get him back in full time with them. Uh, and also it has a sentimental value as it does have the last appearance of Mr. Eric Carr on recording with them. So that does have something to do with it as well. But I, I have to go with Lover All I Can. It's such a great song. Uh, and it is. Power pop at its finest, a la Kiss.
1: Okay, Daniel. Two great songs, but uh, as uh, Julian said, I Love Her All I Can is one of his favorite riffs. And uh, Jeffrey Dave, he said that he loved the riff episode. So we want Julian on the next riff episode playing Love Her All I Can. And we also want the silver tongue of Ken singing Love all yes. I can. Oh, that. that would be real <laughs> cool. That would be the greatest episode ever. So we'll see whatever happens with that. But uh, it's such a hard matchup. I, li- I like both songs. Uh, Love all I can is just a great riff. Um, early kiss, very simple song. Uh Late raspberries. Early kiss. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 God gave rock and roll to you was such a comeback for kids people talk about unholy being the comeback but really it started with god gave rock and roll to you also once again a great video um the song sounds so much better than the previous record you know when you got hot in the shed you were were thinking this might be the end i mean they've dropped the ball completely and then that single came out on that um, soundtrack from bill and ted's Ted's. closure an awful movie but that song There's a reason why they play it at the end of all shows. Even though I don't agree with that that God gave rock and roll to me, I found myself, I think the song in its construct... How it's constructed, great solo, and yeah, it's a cover. But if you listen to the the original, there's really no comparison. I mean, Kiss's version is way, way, way better than the original. So this is probably my favorite kiss cover of all time, maybe uh, the one on destroyer is pretty good. King of the nighttime world, but, but I think this takes the cake. So I, I, I'll give one vote to God gave, even though it's out of the competition.
0: Yeah. That's a shame, but you know, it was a hit in England or Britain. Um, Number four. Yep. But it, you love her all again. Again, it's a guitar reach yeah. song for me. Uh, so it, I, totally. I do love God gave rock and roll to you at the end of a show because it's just a reminder that music is a gift and it's yeah. a gift to be shared and to be enjoyed and to bring us together. Um, it, it really is good. Avatar kind of use of it right now is sours me on it. But again, we don't have enough information about what's going to happen. Let's move on to see if we can get a couple more. And cause there's still a lot of songs to get through. Take me
3: mm. versus That's a
0: good one. Saint and Sinner.
3: Sure. Uh, easy. Ooh. Oh boy!
0: This is not easy for me. For but I'm not, me, for I'm, me I'm, not, I'm not. voting today since Lonnie's not here. My <laughs> vote, you know, I'm not. I'm not needed. So we are going to start with you, Daniel.
1: On that, take take me all the way. I mean, take me. Such a great song, one of my favorites of rock and roll. Over uh, simple once again, but true. Kiss song. If I think about Kiss from the '70s, this is one of the songs that pop up in my mind um uh, that riff and and the lyrics as well totally kiss in the 70s and you know <laughs> put put your hand in my pocket and all that kind of stuff <laughs> it was way i didn't understand anything of that when i heard it the first time but i think it's pretty funny and uh, su- such a fun song <laughs> such a fun song to play uh such a great song unfortunately it's not been done a whole lot live i recently read um, julian's book you know kiss um, those thick ones the second one, uh, which,
0: one which thick ones are all thick? Yeah, you,
1: you have three 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 versions the one you showed in the beginning kiss on tour kiss, the album. Yeah.
3: Oh.
1: kiss on tour i I'm, i have the second one in my bathroom so i i flicker through it uh, <laughs> hey, <that's laughs> every day and i'm i'm now at Where's the reunion face? era and actually they they played take me a few times on the reunion era according to julian gill so they did they Yep, yeah, they didn't play it in sweden when I, I i saw them live but i would have wished they they'd played it more because it it's a great song and i think it translates great live as well quick a quick cool song uh so take take me for me ken
2: yeah, I hate to do this to a Gene song because I love that song because it's so. It's no, not atypical. Him. It's not atypical of a, of a Gene song. Um, it's it's really cool though, really cool. Love the song, um, but "Take Me" is just a classic, great song off of rock and roll. So I I have to go with "Take Me." Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> Andrew's right. <laughs> just
0: pure, pure rock and roll. Great song. Um, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a tough matchup because Satan Sinner is a really cool tune, but does it hold yeah. a candle to Take Me? Um, Mark, yeah. does it?
3: Uh, no. I mean, Take Me is, is, is a great song. I've always loved that song as well. And again, my favorite album, so it's going to have some... You know, extra leverage because of that. But I mean, I'll never forget though. A shout out to Podcast when they did their little Devereaux's laboratory segment there, where they were talking about the the that this song in particular, and they played just the drum track alone of Eric Carr playing this song. I was like, wow, it was incredible to hear him play it by himself, and that made me go back and re-listen to that album because of that. So, props to Podcast for that. But, you know, Take Me is such a great song. And it's to the point and it's over in under three minutes and it's just fantastic.
0: What do you think, guys? Should we do a few more? Sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Go for it. All right. It. Sounds good to me. I just have to turn the page. So, all right. Take Me is through. I'm glad. I'm really happy with that because it's a really super fun song. It actually is another good reach for a guitar, just pure rock and yeah. roll riffing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next up is going to be. <clears throat> Killer. Got a lot of creature Ooh. stuff coming out of the hat today, yeah. but that's just the way it goes. A gene, oh, Killer. That she's insane. She deals in pain. Versus No No No. No. Oh, this 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 is yeah. gonna be quick. Mark, yeah. start us off. Two genes.
3: Um, okay, yeah. so No 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 is one of those songs where Uh, you think as a guitar player, I would give it a full props because it's it's a song that has a guitar solo in it, you know, right at the very top with Mr. Carr doing the old double kick action there. But I I have to say "Killer" is a song that I always loved off of creatures of night. I thought it was a really interesting written song. I love that little backward keyboard at the beginning. And, uh, you know, I, again, this Creatures of the Night has the one advantage where sonically it's so well done. Gene Simmons' bass has never sounded better, even though he didn't play most of the bass on that album. But the sound of the bass guitar on this album is so so good. And again, the the playing is really well done. And uh, I, I have to go with I have to go with Killer. It's just much better sound than No No No.
0: I like No 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 live it's a really good jam song but since this is a studio as we're always reminded um Ken Killer no 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 no
2: no 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 yes 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 <laughs> um, I like no 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 a lot more now uh, these days than I did back then <clears throat> for some reason I don't know what it is but I, I like it I appreciate it a lot more now um but <laughs> I I like Killer better I, I think Killer is a really cool, another cool song that, you know, was, you know, kind of different, different. Again, Hmm. nothing sounds the same. You know, Gene usually writes different things and different kinds of songs. So, um, but it's a cool one and I do like it. I like the Creatures production of it and it's really cool.
0: I just, you know,
2: it's going to win for me.
0: Yeah, all that great Vinnie Vincent's lyrical stamp yeah. over oh, yeah, is, is just what he brought to the picture was kind of that new way of looking at lyrics and some very interesting ways as well with those. Daniel
3: Before before wait before yeah. we get to yeah, Daniel one second, before we get to that, I have to ask Julian something really quickly. Do you think that Vinnie Vincent's contribution was more important lyrically or musically? Mm.
0: I think musically for Paul and lyrically for Gene.
3: Okay. <laughs> with, with each of the it guys that he
0: worked with, because um, I think he well, had some very useful musical ideas that Paul could play off. Paul didn't need much help in terms of lyrics, whereas Gene's shit, just listen to any of those demos. They really need a little hmm. bit of a refinement and a little bit of an, uh, a kick in the
1: pants. Daniel? Yeah, I just wished. Uh, I just wish that uh, Vinny Vin Vincent would have... Brought some lyrics to to the Animalize album for for Gene Simmons, he sure mm-hmm. sure as hell needed it. Uh, so that's a downer. I think Animalize could have been such a great record if Vinnie would have stuck around for one more record. Action and Creatures, he only co-wrote three songs. I think I still love you, I love it loud, and Killer. Uh, great lyrics to all of them, of course. Uh, Killer is cool, a cool song. Um I wouldn't I, I think I would put it below I love it loud and I still love you but it's a cool song uh, a simple riff um great vocals of course and um let's put it through to the next round Nice I like that
0: All right next next matchup is another one off Asylum King of the Mountain
3: versus yeah, that's a good one Mainline on. Mainline so a, a very
0: another early, <laughs> very, a very rock and rolly song. Um, filler
1: versus an opener, yeah. Hey, mm.
0: Daniel, start us off. Yeah, okay. uh, it's actually
1: okay. a filler verse versus an opener. So of course I'll put the opener through, even though Mainline is an early Kiss song. Uh, it doesn't stand a chance against King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain is one of those songs that didn't get played a whole lot live even though it would have translated great, I think. Um, I think I, that's my favorite song off of Asylum, King of the Mountain. Uh, such a great song. And I love how, how they uh, allowed Eric to start it off with, you know, he, he's doing some some you drum fills up. in the beginning. Yeah, warm-up that they kept much like they did on the previous album on Animalize when Paul did the jodling stuff. <laughs> or Heavens some fire and they kept it. So sometimes you you find magic if if you you know listen carefully. So King of the Mountain cool start of the song, cool cool riff and of course the awesome singing of Paul Stanley at the height of his power. So King of the Mountain and I'm hoping for King of the Mountain to go through a few more rounds.
0: What a great anthem as well, an yeah, uplifting yeah, yeah. positive song. Yeah, the lyrics um, and are so I'm cool. And I'm not going to follow up on your comments of sometimes you find magic because I just don't want to go there today. Ken, <laughs> Mainline versus King of the Mountain.
2: Yeah, I have to go with King of the Mountain. I mean, yes. it's a great rock and roll song. Um, Mainline is is, is good. Uh, I like it okay, but it's not something I would, you know, go look for and like, oh, I need to hear Mainline <laughs> today or something. It just, you know. It's, it's a, just a, a d- good song, not great. King of the Mountain's better. Mark?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is a no-brainer. I mean, I, I remember getting Bruce Kulik's uh, guitar riff, uh, like guitar lessons video that he did back in the day, and the opening lesson segment was the guitar oh. introduction solo for King of the Mountain. So I was always like, interested in this song right from the beginning and i mean again this is my favorite album for, for non-makeup kiss and to, to started with eric carr just blasting away on those drums and i'll never forget pulling on my canadian made you know asylum on cassette and putting it into my car and listening to it and just being overwhelmed by how fantastic that song was and how great that whole album was so again what a great way to start an album and, and it must go through king of the Mountain.
0: Yeah, you have to remember I became a fan because of the three videos from Asylum, hmm. which King of the Mountain wasn't one of those. When I bought Asylum down at Kmart on my birthday in December 1985 and put that in the tape deck and heard this, I, that was the, that was hmm. deal was sealed on hearing that song come blasting through. What a great opening song. All nice. right. Uh do see how how long we've been going. Yeah, a couple more. Almost yep. Human. Versus, and Ken's going to start this one off, A Million to One. And the Avatar Almost,
2: is going to start off.
0: All right. Avatar Ken, Almost <laughs> Human, A Million to One.
2: Almost one Human and A Million to Oh, my God. This is very, I, 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 I got to go with uh, Almost Human because I, I love that song. I've always loved it. Great song kind of eerie in a way it's um, like the theme of it classic Love Gun and yeah, A Million To One I and I do love that song I think it's a great kind of power ballad on, on look It Up um, but I, Almost Human I'd rather listen to a little bit more than A Million To One both great songs though
0: yeah Almost Human has a lot of character doesn't it and fits mm-hmm. in with Gene Mark A Million yeah. To One or Almost Human <clears throat>
3: Well, you know, these are both songs from albums that are, you know, very good. Uh, and I've always said before, when I on Love Gun, there's a few songs I didn't like as much. Uh, let's start with a million to one, though. I think it's Paul Stanley's best power ballad type song that he's ever written. E- ever, I mean, a million to one has such a great chorus to it the guitar playing at the top and like throughout the whole song, it's it's such a great, great part overall, like that kind of arpeggiated chord distorted underneath there. It, it, It just sounds really well done. And Paul, I mean, his singing is a thing that, that, that really brings it home to me. And I've, while I like almost human, I can understand, you know, the, the how Kansas has that kind of eerie vibe to it, but as soon as you start putting congas into a song for me, I'm out. Okay, congas are just they don't like that goes Santana
2: on, either. I guess
3: yeah. I mean that that, that goes on to like you know a uh, Santana record or Tito Puente or something like that. It's not for for a Kiss record, so I, I have to go with a million to one.
2: That stuff doesn't bother me at all.
3: She doesn't that have. Oh, that's the Wicked Lester version. Yeah. All right,
0: Daniel, a million to one. Yeah, oh, wait, what was your wait? What was your vote? Mark,
3: it was a million to one. Oh, oh, it. So, so I'm <laughs> the right. tiebreaker. Well, you well, the, the, tie. the,
1: the riff and almost human is great. Uh, I like yeah. the, I like it's the cool. theme. So it's a, it's a cool song, but it's not as but, good as the previous one on, on Destroyer, God of Thunder. Or I think it's a weaker Gene, you know, evil song, and Unholy is better. War machine. So i think it's it's a cool mean gene song but it's not in my top three or four mean gene songs on the other hand the the paul stanley song i mean he had he had he was on a row i mean i still love you million to one thrills in the night to a lesser extent maybe maybe who wants to be lonely maybe you know these songs that you know almost are ballads but really not you know power ballads but really guitar driven songs mm-hmm. he managed to put out quite a few great ones and i love the way this one sounded on his uh, solo tour back in i think it was 06 or seven or something oh, yeah uh, still managed to to sing it and um, really great live unfortunately it was never i, I don't think it, it was ever done by kiss live was mm-hmm. it a million. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Such a mi- missed opportunity. You know, the the strength of his voice in this song blows me away completely. So I have to go with a million to one. Even though I like the other one as well.
0: Yeah, no wonder his voice went. I mean, imagine if he was singing every time I look at you a million to one, and I still love you in the same set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the the poor guy gave it all to the fans vocally. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad he did that in magic touch in 2006 and that we actually got to enjoy it live and here kind of, you know, hear it again. It was a real, real treat. All right. One more. Yep. And then we will wrap up and just leave the last few for a final, final round two episode. And it's going to be, Hey, I, I said it magic touch.
1: That's another great power ball. Well, let's see
0: how great it is versus arthritis. (laughs) Magic touch, magic touch versus larger than life.
3: Larger.
0: (laughs) That's just like the last matchup in a way. Um, uh, Mark, get us started. Mm. Magic touch or larger than life? Yes.
3: Wow, this is this is actually kind of tough because I love Dynasty, okay, and Magic Touch is really one of those songs that I think Paul doesn't get enough credit for. I think it's a really good song, you know. Uh, but I have to say that you know, Larger Than Life is one of those songs that when you first hear it on side four, you're like, "Wow, this is this is Gene kind of back in his element." It has some bombastic drumming, it has some great guitar riffs in it. And it, it, and it has those kind of Gene lyrics that we came to expect at that time period, you know, talking about his, you know, his love is larger than life, you know, uh, you know, we're always, what he's always hinting at when he talks about that kind of stuff. Now, Magic Touch, again, has some great elements in it, has a great production to it. But for some reason, my heart is telling me to go with larger than life on this one, because I just think it has a bit more oomph to it. There's a bit more, Power to it, and it, it hurts me to let Magic Touch go. But I'm gonna go with Larger Than Life.
0: Nice pick, Daniel.
3: Listening to the
1: product, production of Dynasty, I think um, Magic Touch could have sounded a bit better. But once again, it's one, It it, it, it is a great example of Paul Stanley's um, power ballads. Uh, and I know, if I remember correctly, I think Julian hates this song um but uh larger than life i think side four of a live two is kind of a throwaway for me all american man is a mm. great song but the rest i really don't go back and listen to really? a whole lot no no i think uh, i would have rather mm. seen a complete live uh, side at the end of, of a live two you know instead of those <laughs> songs and maybe saving all american man to the next album and get rid of the rest Larger Than Life was never a favorite. Um, So uh, I have to go with magic touch, but I do have a feeling that, that Ken will put Larger Than Life through to to the next round.
0: Why do you think I went to you next? So at least your vote would count count for a minute. I mean, Larger Than Life is basically the same song, three albums in a row on Destroyer. Bob Ezrin uses a Paul Stanley song to write Gene's theme on, (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, Jeez. then you get Almost Human, which is Gene trying to write Paul Stanley's Bob Ezrin song for himself, but he nails it with Larger Than Life. You know, he, he really dials in a good song in character. All right, Kent, which one's going through? Magic Touch, which I don't hate. I just think it's too high a key mm-hmm. um, or Larger Than Life. Well,
2: for me, it's Larger Than Life. Uh, I do like Magic Touch touch a lot i think it's didn't great see song. that coming but, hmm. no you didn't see that coming but larger than life with the uh, the riff the production the great uh bob kulik uh, guitar you know solos and, and going on to that and the drumming the drum sound from peter chris whole thing's great and the great uh, gene vocals so uh, it's a classic i wish they would play that i wish they would have played that live Seriously, really. Uh, I think that would have gone over well. Uh, It's a really good song.
0: All right. Larger Than Life Goes Through. Let's call that the show for today, but I'll just give you a recap of all these matchups. All-American Man versus Tough Love. All-American Man is through. Let Me Go Rock and Roll versus Strutter. Strutter rightfully marches on. Ladies' Room versus uh, God of Thunder. Ladies' Room. For shame. Um, Kissin' Time versus Talk To Me. Kissin' Time. I had nothing to do with these votes. This is all on these guys. Um, (laughs) Shandy versus All For The Glory. Eric Singer get some love. Exciter versus Time Traveler. Time Traveler's left for the box set where it should be. Exciter's there. Unholy versus War Machine. Unholy. Tears are falling versus mm-hmm. who wants to be lonely. Tears are falling through. God gave rock and roll to you too. Versus love her all I can. Love her all I can. Take me versus saint and sinner. Take me goes through unanimously. Killer versus no, 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 <laughs> no. No, no, gets no, no, no. Killer right. through. King of the Mountain versus mainline. Uh, King of the Mountain. Almost human versus a million to one. A million to one. And finally... If you weren't paying attention, Magic Touch versus Larger Than Life. Larger Than Life is through. So we have yes. enough.
1: Someone is... <laughs> <laughs> going- is, that, is that a saw? <laughs> oh, you
2: know yeah, someone's cutting down a sawing yeah, tree. down trees over here. chainsaw. Sorry about that. I didn't know that was getting picked up. But I that was fun. I mean,
0: there were some really <laughs> tough picks there. And You just don't know what's going to come up. I mean, that last one, Magic Touch. Magic Touch is just way too high. It's a great song. I didn't enjoy that as much on the Live to Win tour as I thought I was going to. Um, A Million to One really worked on that. So those are are the picks. You know, avatars don't get arthritis. Well, avatars don't (laughs) exist yet, so we're not worrying about anything to do with avatars. because. You've only seen a two-minute commercial, and that's all that exists about avatars at this point. You don't know what it's going to be. We don't know what it's going to be. I can't get mad at something that I don't know anything or enough about yet, so I can't pass judgment on it. All I know is that two weeks on from the end of the road ending finally... I'm still enjoying the moments that I had in New York city. And I love getting back with these guys and talking about the music. That's always going to be an important part of our lives. Mm-hmm. I want to thank everyone for chiming with your comments today. Many about the show, many about the topic at hand. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to join us and to participate. It makes the, shun, the show more fun for us all. Um, Man City just blew a win against Crystal Palace which makes me very happy so um, for everyone out there I want to thank Daniel Mark and Ken we will see you next time but for now that's it we're out get back to your weekend while I monologue on a little bit looking for the outro take care thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today